0: Gather
1: round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meat, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire.
0: Exploring magic with two Modern Witches. I'm Corey, And I'm Detta. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Do you have any stuff you want to chat about?
1: Yeah, yeah. First, I want to say that we are recording on July 17th, 2022. Mm-hmm. And this will probably be released sometime in August 2022. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what's going on in the future yet. Well, maybe we do, but we're not saying. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps we have divined. Uh, Yeah, and I want to talk about Discord. If you all aren't over there yet, you should be. It is so much fun. It's really fun. I just want to
0: say I'm really grateful that everyone is enjoying it and that everyone got in there and just, like, started intuitively using all of the channels and just, like, vibing and that everyone is creating such a nice environment Because we created the server, but without you, it's not a community, right? So thank you so much for being there.
1: And it does feel like a community and people are giving each other you know, sharing some of their practices in a safe way and in a way that they can still protect their privacy, which is great. Over on Patreon, we're doing different stuff than we're doing on Discord. And we're doing deep dives into some of the stuff that people are talking about. It's not that we're not participating in Discord. We totally are. I'm on there a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm on there a little bit less, but a, a little bit. And we are sharing certain things, but we go deeper In Patreon, and we're trying to keep those separate for people who are joining us and doing that sacred exchange of that green stuff in the Ah. the United States and other colors in or other countries. So I'm very excited about what's going on both places, and I love being both places. And also, we have a new series coming up over on Patreon that we wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about. A series of classes? Yeah. Workshops? Workshop classes? Yeah. Sure september october and november we are going to do a deep dive in september of bindings which is what we're talking about today but we're going to go deep deep in september and then we're going to do in october banishings and in november blessings three in a a row y'all a little three-part series yeah that i am really excited about i am too And we're doing that in the upper tier. And also, we have an all access tier. And we don't need any proof or anything inspired by Shannon Burla over at Sword Magic or Mm -hmm. Sword Magic. swords swords I'm one of her patrons and she just dropped back in July this two and a half hour class on sword magic that I haven't had time to watch all of yet but I was like 10 or 15 minutes in and I'm like I can't wait to do this it's so cool and Corey you would just love I used a
0: sword in my magic workings I was doing on Wednesday yeah I saw that
1: it was so good
0: it was necessary. Oh, yeah. That was a big day. I feel like Wednesday of last week was like a full week just in one day. Oh,
1: wow. That well, was a big day for you. It was a big day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. Was.
0: It was. like the Holy Trinity of mentally exhausting, emotionally challenging, and energetically mm. draining.
1: Last week was just a... It was a lot. In July. Remember, we're talking about July. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But now... Now we're in the future. Yeah, now we're dun, here. We're yeah. in the future oh, with you. Yeah. Oh, and what I wanted to finish saying, the all access, like I said, inspired by Shannon, we don't require proof. If you're LGBTQIA+, plus, plus, if you are in a group that is marginalized, if you are having financial issues and you just can't afford but you still want to participate, please, it is, we don't want to put ourselves behind a a paywall but we also want to honor the work that we are doing and sharing
0: working to make it as accessible as possible exactly
1: been really big yeah
0: the community has been really big yeah. also yeah. our instagram <gasps> we I I, I I was nervous about saying it but like now we've I, <laughs> we've gotten past it enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like We've reached the 10 cushion, yes. the 10 person cushion.
1: I know that's my cushion too. 10 above a big number.
0: But we are officially at 2,000 people on Instagram.
1: Woo-hoo, we love you. Thank you. It's very exciting stuff. Yeah. I'm very excited. I am too. And the last time we checked and we'll do a big thing on Instagram when we hit 100,000, but we were at 76,000 downloads. So thank you all for listening. We love you. This community is getting pretty big
0: and it's very exciting stuff because connection is what makes the world go round.
1: Is there any gardening updates that Bonfire Babble has?
0: Uh, Yes. Yes, actually. Please.
1: Okay, this is our, we'll put this in the skippers in case you're not into gardening, but this is our little gardening mini show. I think we should
0: call it the Garden Center. I think that's very funny. You said that earlier and I was like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Let's do it. I feel like I need to make a special sound for this because we don't get to do it all the time. I'm in your garden. Uh, yes.
0: Yes, actually. So. <laughs>
1: okay, this is our, we'll put this in the skippers in case you're not into gardening, but this is our little gardening mini show. I
0: think we should call it the garden center. The I think that's very center. funny. You I said like- that earlier and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. So welcome to the garden center. Okay. Uh, We actually, so my mom and I, the yard we have was getting overwhelming due to like the trees we have drop thousands of pine cones every freaking day.
1: Oh my gosh. Like
0: branches and the crows who I love do pick at the yard and make it difficult to make it difficult to rain. (laughs) So we actually hired a service who did an amazing job, and they came over and they cleaned up the front yard, the backyard. They took out all those lilies that were like overtaking the front because we don't really want all those lilies. We want color (laughs) in front
1: of our house
0: and something a little less homogenous.
1: I have orange lilies.
0: Ours were just white and they were beautiful, but they were just like They took over the whole thing. Mm. Biodiversity is important.
1: (laughs) It is. It is really important.
0: He said he would help us do the stuff we want to do in the backyard with like the footpaths and everything. And so I currently have my kiddie pool because it's hot around these parts in the middle of the yard where the garden will be because it doesn't matter if I kill all the grass.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. (laughs) Well, and it'll help if you kill all the grass right there.
0: Exactly. And then we're going to the garden center today, actually, after we record to potentially, depending on how tired we are, but we're going to try to go get some flurs for the front of the
1: house. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. How about you? I, so I got dirt a couple of years ago, and I'd put it was so much more than I expected. So I had put some stuff in my front yard. I made my two very large beds, and then we have this place in between the sidewalk and the street that it we call a parking strip. It's where our welcome tree is, aka our linden tr- our linden tree, and all this mm-hmm. grass. So last year, I planted a flower bed, as some of you may remember, I put pictures (laughs) on, because it is an actual bed, an upcycled bed that I got off of by nothing. And, and, but also, we have this huge amount of dirt that was dumped there that is still there, that I had tried to smooth out, didn't completely smooth out, still use the dirt from, and all these things have started to grow in it. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that out at the bonfire because I loved what was growing in it. And it was like all of these different things. And now I've planted some stuff. I've pulled some stuff. I let some weeds go for a little weeds, quote unquote, go for a little while. And then I pulled them up as they started to flower. And there are some berries there. And now I've planted raspberries there. I know. And I Cut back the blackberries. They were not happy to me, but ne- blackberries. Birds are dropping things everywhere, and <laughs> so I am purple bird oh, poops yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And so I am, <laughs> I am fighting that. And but there were some plants that I didn't recognize. That Tammy was like, "Well, they're pretty. They, I'm sure they're weeds. They kind of look like weeds." I said, "Tammy, there is no such thing as weeds." <laughs> told her I said so I weeded everything and by weeding I meant I took out all the grass and the things that were flowering and the things that were just like hanging over onto the sidewalk and stuff our walkway out and she comes out she goes what are all these dandelions doing here I thought you said you weeded I said uh dandelions aren't weeds dandelions are great I said and if you listen to the podcast you would know that (laughs) (laughs) and then she confessed she does occasionally listen so wow Yeah, she likes the celebration episodes. Sure. Mm -hmm. It makes me
0: nervous to think about Tammy listening for some reason. I know, it does me too, to be honest. (laughs) It's like having your mom in the audience. I could perform in front of a million strangers, but if my mom's in the audience, I'm like, oh,
1: God, I gotta
0: do good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that's, uh, so I'm gonna use some of my gardening stuff, uh information because i have something a couple of things really exciting to say about these surprise plants that came up when we talk about binding
0: bindings,
1: bindings.
0: yeah not to be confused with binders no no <laughs> not at all and not to uh, be sh-
1: confused with a couple other things that i'll talk about in the library
0: oh i know well should we speaking of the library should we head there
1: i would love that let's go
0: Excellent news. Well, hello. I love the smell of books in the morning.
1: Mm, and coffee. And coffee. I, I do have my, my coffee glass. here. I do, too. I also have some water. Cheers. Yeah, oh, I love your mug so much. It's shaped like a skull. It
0: used to have a candle in it. <laughs> I love that.
1: I have a... Rainbow skeleton. It's very cool. uh, Head. It it is very, very cool. And Tammy did say I could keep it. (laughs) It did not freak her out. She was very happy. Uh, For a moment or two, I thought I might need to give it to Corey because she hadn't seen it yet. (laughs) Worst case scenario is I was going to end up with that rainbow skull, which is like not a bad thing. No, would not have been a bad thing at all. Well, I get to go first in the library today uh, because... Corey's so gracious. It's not my library. Well, I know, but it's <laughs> our library, but still. Um, so my resources yes. are my Book of Shadows, really heavily my Book of Shadows. You're going to get a lot of my UPG today, everybody, and you're going to get it here in the library, and you're going to get it out at the bonfire. But also, Scott Cunningham, all my Irby people meaning Chestnut School where I'm taking class and I'm almost finished, I hope. Amy Blackthorne, Fez Inkright, Diana Rachel. It's just them in general. All of their stuff is out there and and some of it I know I've synthesized from them and I can't tell you exactly where, but I so I wanna credit them. I will also credit and I've never done this before, because it's never happened before. When I was prepping for this episode, I had a visit from on Morgan. Bridget and the Fae in my garden, ah. who are now talking with me. And I almost said thank you the other day. <laughs> and Don't I, do it. And I was like, well, I'm very grateful. And I still see even just like right now, I go, mm, you are not to say thank you to the fae or to say i'm in your debt oh my god those are because and those are natural things that i say which is one of the reasons i've been so terrified about working with them it's less about them and more about me and respecting the way they work and you're remembering they're not human
0: yeah i'm an impulsive individual and i think working with the fae would probably be a foolish thing for me to do
1: oh oh. T- I, you know, if the messages hadn't been so loud and clear, again, I'll share that out at the bonfire (laughs) Um, with plant stuff, but not just plant stuff, other things as well. So those are my resources. Oh, and one more, Uh, www.treegums.org, products, gum, tragacanth, which I'm not going to go deeply into, but I am going to tell you about it. What I wanted to start with was ethics and also my first training with bindings, which I have deeply changed in the many years that I've been practicing. But the first thing I heard or read when I started investigating was, as ye bind, so are ye bound. And what that means is if you're binding someone, you're binding them to yourself. That is not true. I mean, it can be true and it's tricky and you have to be careful. And I'll give some specific examples out of the bonfire. You have to be careful not to bind yourself in the process of casting a binding. And I've got very clear examples and Corey may have some as well. F- I
0: don't know why. <laughs> All I can think of when you say that is like, it's like super gluing something together. Yes. You got to be really careful you don't accidentally super glue yourself to the thing you're super gluing. Yes.
1: And that is a, a great metaphor. That is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs>
0: I'm yeah. notoriously quite bad at super glue. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, well. That's okay. We're gonna get better. We're, I'm gonna give some guidelines out at the bonfire, and le- now I want to talk about the ethics of the binding. Of binding, and then I'm gonna turn it over to Corey, and I know that Corey has some ethics stuff too. This is my opinion. This is my UPG. These are my ethics. You may take them or not, or disregard them. An oppressor, a rapist, a racist, anyone who uses power to enslave the weak white supremacists, all of those uh, lawmakers who are taking away or trying to take away rights, they think they're legally taking away rights. They have given up their right to free will, in my opinion. And we, the ones who are being affected, have every right. And some of us, not all of us, but some of us also have a duty because of how we've been called by our deities to stop them. And I know those are very strong words, but I believe them strongly. And as Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. I I wish I had discovered his teachings earlier. And uh, I love, this is one of the things I love about decolonizing myself, is that I have discovered such an amazing inspiration that I was scared of, that I thought was, you know. By design, you were made to be scared of, yeah. Exactly. Those are my ethics around this. I don't believe in, you know, binding, you know, because you want somebody to love you and stuff. I'm just, and I know some people are totally fine with love magic and playing with free wills. And I'm just not one of those people. This is self-defense, you know, or you are, it's that whole thing that we said at the beginning. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. That's my library.
0: Well, first of all, my resources are smithsonian.com, learnreligions.com, wiktionary.org, Wikipedia.com, and archaeology.org. As per usual, uh, these are all things that I read and will be synthesizing down in my own words. (laughs) But I learned something really interesting that I feel like I should have already known, but did not know, Mm -hmm. which is that there are different types of bindings and that to bind doesn't necessarily mean to stop someone. Like a binding can literally be like a hand fasting, Mm -hmm. like to bind two humans together. Uh, It can be to bind someone to a specific outcome. I read a really awesome article about ancient Greece and ancient Rome on Smithsonian, uh, mag.com that was it talked about how like people would wear these little silver charms around their necks that inside of them were little golden scrolls and on those little golden scrolls were were spells and a lot of those spells had to do with binding themselves or someone else to an outcome and framing it that way was super interesting to me i've just never really thought of it that way I've always thought of binding as just stopping someone from doing something, but it actually also can mean like manifesting a, an outcome for someone, like binding them to an outcome or in some cases, binding them to a God, like you can bind yourself to a God or bind someone else to a God and therefore impact their outcome
1: as well yes and i'm gonna talk about that at the bonfire for sure i
0: think that's so fascinating it is and
1: and it works everyone
0: i just i also i wanna my own personal ethics around binding is i've never really done it uh until very recently and even that was less of a binding spell and more of a i don't want to say karma spell because that's in incorrect and simplification of karma. Mm-hmm. But a sort of like you get what
1: you deserve kind of spell. A lot of people use the send back the energy or back to you in three and that's a very Wiccan kind of idea, but
0: I tried it's to, similar, yeah. but I see your face. Yeah, I tried to I mean you can you could probably put it that way. I did not think of it that way. It was not that. I could probably have thought of it that way, but it was definitely a more offensive spell. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> so, and less And less a reflective spell. Ah. Um. Uh, but I've never really thought about doing bindings. Um, I did one binding spell uh, back in 2018, I think. But otherwise, otherwise, I don't really do them very much. But now that I understand that binding can be more... It has more diverse uses... Oh, it totally I'm does. much more interested yeah. in, in exploring that because it doesn't always, I think, a binding spell doesn't always have to impose power over someone's will so much as it could affect their circumstance.
1: Like, instead of taking away choice, creating an environment. Creating an environment is literally one of the phrases that I have to say make sure you talk about this. So I'm so glad that you chatted on that because, yes, that is a huge part of my binding work is creating an environment. Yeah,
0: I think that I think that taking away a person's free will, generally speaking, or trying to impose your will upon it, that's a pretty. Uh, it's
1: a gray area. It's a
0: nasty feeling to me. However, if that person hurt someone I care about, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a lot less
1: qualms about it. Yeah. See, and and that, it, for me, uh, again, this is, for me, for hexing and all of that, if they have, if they are an abuser, if, if they are all those things I already listed, I have no issue with that. They, they've given up. Yeah. I, they, they, they don't get, they, get to don't live get to do that. free of consequence. No, yeah. they don't. And they don't get to enforce other people to live the way they live Mm -hmm. they just don't in that case I have no issue with it I mean I'm not going to I'm never going to bind somebody to not practice their religion you know for example Mm -hmm. but I am going to bind them from enforcing me to practice it with them yeah you know that kind of stuff those are the kind of things that that you look at and technically that is against their free will because they want to make me do that sure
0: I think when it comes to justice and enacting justice, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Like that's the yep. thing I am fine with. Mostly just because I've run out of patience for bullying and you know <laughs> shitty behavior. No. I've
1: had, I've, I've had it. I've had it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. kind of. There's just, uh, there's just so much history of
0: mm. binding spells throughout the world. I saw a lot of like ancient Egyptian spell work and like mm-hmm. binding your power to gods, especially for pharaohs and things like that, who were, of course, you know, divine rulers. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's a lot of... I saw, I came across a lot of hand fasting,
1: binding to mm-hmm. two souls together. Well, and those are consensual yes. and, you know, chosen bindings. Exactly. Which are great.
0: Yeah, I don't love the idea of love spells. No. Uh, I do love I- like attracting spells, like I attract the love that I that I crave or that I desire or that I deserve. But I'm not going to be like I'm going to make that person
1: love me. And it also uh, there are so many examples out there of how it goes terribly wrong. Yeah. Witches will share those stories with you yeah. as well. Th- those who don't do them any longer. I think it's a little bit different. Well, maybe this is bonfire chat. Let's head out to the bonfire then. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what I was going to say about them going horribly wrong and, and forcing them on other people who don't love you, when you are in a relationship, sometimes people will do binding spells within that, either on themselves or on their partner, please and check your ethics on this, but make sure you're talking to your partner about that. And a lot of times your partner will want that as well because they are committed to the relationship. Consent. It's all about Isn't consent. It's an amazing, amazing thing. <laughs> as far as that kind of so let us talk about the different types of binding and elements that you can use in your binding. I want to say something that I think it's important for you to remember and also to let you know that this is my UPG. What form does your binding take? So for example, when you've got binding spells you have, you can have a lot of different things. You can have just one element. You can have a piece of paper and wrap it up in a cord or a string or use color magic. You can use a poppet. You can use herbs. Breath is tricky because it's intimate and that when we talk about tying yourself up with it, I don't use personally, I do not use breath for bindings. One of the things that I wanted to say is whatever you use, if you are part of the BDSM community that practices safely, it is really best, in my opinion, to stay away from bindings and colors and materials that you use in your BDSM practice, safety words, any of those, make sure they are not in. This is one of the examples that I wanted to tell you. Make sure they're not in your binding spells because then you're mixing pleasure with this binding and I I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> and I think it could spill into your sexual practice if you if you are part of that community. And from what I know about that community, I do not profess to be an expert on BDSM. So that was one of the examples I wanted to give. The other example that I wanted to give is incredibly personal. As you are binding people who oppress you, if you choose to do so, check in with your energy. Where is your energy? If it is joyful because it is giving you relief and release. That is awesome, in my opinion. You have to make the choice whether it is awesome because you're feeling revengeful and domineering and attacking. In my opinion, in my UPG, I think when you go to those places, you are becoming what they are doing, and I try to avoid that, and it's hard for me. Because I will be honest with you, it was hard for me when I did some bindings not to be just like, yeah, fuck you, you fucker, (laughs) you know, just all that anger. And it's not that I can't use the anger, it's that being gleeful about it, because I started to, I was like, this is a wrong, this doesn't feel right to me. It does, this is... I do not want to be who they are I really don't as long as they stay away from me so I just had to keep that in check and again your own ethics if you feel like that energy is only going to help your binding spell then you know that's your choice I but I wanted to bring that up that is a way that you intermingle yourself with that binding is through enjoyment of revenge and punishment so then if you are willing to take on that cost, because there will be a cost. Magic has a cost, everyone. And it doesn't mean that it's a always a horrible cost, but it there is a cost. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to pay that, then that's that's got to be your choice. It just was not my I don't want to keep them bound to me. I want them out of my life.
0: There's a reason that I don't do any spell work until I've taken like 10 good breaths about a thing, mm-hmm. because you didn't get this experience from me this week, but I definitely did have to reach out to a couple of friends and be like, I need to rage and scream and I need you to just like hold space for that. And they did. And I said just the foulest shit. And they were like, feel better? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And now I won't take this with me into the uh, spell work that I'm doing later today. Because like in everything, right. I am practicing response, not reaction. Mm-hmm. I was feeling very very spiteful and angry and I'm working on becoming less like a grenade and more focused than that but uh I yeah it's it's very easy for me to be like angry vengeful and enjoy that. So I try to, I try to make sure that I've taken a good solid breath and I've like Mm -hmm. spent a little time with how I'm feeling before I put it into anything.
1: Absolutely. I think on the Wicked episode, I said I was really into those revenge films. Like, oh, yeah. Even bad ones. <laughs> not that Columbiana is bad. It's not. I love Zoe. But, you know, Peppermint wasn't. I can admit it was not a good movie. But do they make me feel better when the bad guy gets his come up and yeah. say, Oh, it totally does. There was a part yeah, in the does. new season of Stranger Things, no spoilers, but uh, Eleven did something.
0: And I was like, yeah, I'd have done that, too. I'd have absolutely done that. Bullies get smacked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also want, we've talked a lot about uh, responding, not reacting on the podcast before. And, and I want to just keep saying it because that leads just so perfectly into one of the things I think it's really important that you do before you do any binding magic is make sure all your protections are in place. Mm. Make sure your wardings are in place. That you uh, that your spiritual hygiene is also in place. And I don't think we've talked a lot about spiritual hygiene. So is it okay if I talk a little, yeah. little bit about that? We've
0: talked a little bit about cool. like cleansing yourself and your space before before yeah. work, but not really outside of that.
1: Yeah, it 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 is a daily practice for me, <laughs> even though technology seems to ignore all of my. Uh, my spiritual hygiene. (laughs) Yes, Corey and I had problems again today, but that's okay. It's another story. I, I do spiritual hygiene absolutely every single day. I do it in the shower. I do it with my hair. I do it with my body. I do it with my spaces, all of that spiritual hygiene. And that's a teeny bit different than protection magic so setting up your wards doing extra when you need to uh protection jars are great and i know that somebody in discord just shared that they made their first one i'm so happy for them
0: it's pretty exciting stuff yeah yeah it is very cool i've had like six people ask me why is there a tiny jar by your front door outside and i'm like Mm. it's full of rice and salt yeah
1: (laughs) keep the bad stuff
0: out of here
1: Yep. And I use hawthorn berries and hawthorn stuff as well as salt. Also, cinnamon is great. Yep, It's also great for prosperity. But last night, I will not share because of Corey's reaction, but something, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Something happened with my fire alarm that's been happening and we finally figured out what the issue was. So I went around to all of my places before we went to bed again last night and uh, I had cinnamon stick and I took a grater and I just grated all around our stuff all over the place. Chili peppers too,
0: baby. Chili pepper.
1: We're going to talk about other people trying to neutralize your magic as well. Mm. And is there a way around that? So did you, what else did you?
0: I will, I will admit my first introduction to what a binding spell was was from the movie the craft in 1997 okay uh,
1: and you know what the, when you do your research on binding they bring that up a lot it was a lot of people's they do. first
0: yeah it's it's the first time i think explicitly in a mainstream film that somebody was like this is a binding spell and it was you know she may takes a picture of nancy and wraps it in white ribbon and you know tries to stop her from being a whirly gig of chaos and danger because <laughs> she yeah. absolutely was one and she, it's it was the first time I'd ever saw it I was like wow I can think of a couple of people I would love to do that to.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of great exes everybody Aww. that was my first introduction to it and rather than make that sort of a frivolous thing I think that it was pre- presented in such a way that I was like this is an important thing that should not be done carelessly and I don't know if that put a little fear in me but like ever since then I had never really thought to to use those kinds of spells at all mm-hmm. um, and I still don't generally speaking use them but I'm now that I know the different nuances and different kinds of ways you can bind I'm excited about trying some
1: things Yeah. I think that uh, binding spells, you have to use, um, what should I say? Judiciously? Mindfully, carefully. (laughs) I think judiciously is the best word, though. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm just making a bad pun about SCOTUS. Oh, I see. (laughs) Got it. Sorry, it obviously wasn't a very good joke I, if Corey didn't get it. I actively am trying no, to no. think
0: about SCOTUS right now because I'll just start screaming like the goats in Thor, Love and
1: Thunder, and I'll never stop. <laughs> yeah, well, but you're right. We You have to be mindful. Yeah. You do. It was a perfectly good joke. I'm just not very fast today. No, no, it's okay. No. <laughs> So you had also mentioned and I had in my notes about creating an environment for something to happen. So, so very important. So I have an example for that as well. I had a work situation that has not completely, well, it's not that it's gone away because I didn't try to affect the will of the other person except for them to hurt me Mm. and to hurt other people at at the workplace where I am and it's been working and it's now been working for two years Mm. and the person is still there because it is their will to be at that job but the person if they ever try to do something gets thwarted almost immediately and it's been very rewarding to see that happening uh, and the and that and that I focused on the environment, mm-hmm. and I focused on this is the environment I want, and I bind this person from from keeping that from me.
0: You're you're creating an inhospitable environment for their roots to take hold.
1: Exactly, for their negative roots. Yeah. Not their if they if they want to change their mind and start to play well with others again, I am all for that. <laughs> Yeah, and again, that took me a long time. I didn't do it for a long time because I couldn't not react in anger, Mm. and then I was able to. I am angry. This is and able to use and channel that energy not in a, not in. um, I don't want to say negative. It's so hard. The wording of things is so hard sometimes. And language is so important. Feel it intuitive. (laughs) It is so important. I just feel when my. Here's what it is. I feel when my anger is righteous anger versus personal vengeance anger. And when I can get to the righteous anger and use that energy, I'm all for it. So I, too, like you said, Corey, I'm working all the time and have been for years to respond, not react. Yeah. I
0: actually just had a really great conversation with my mom last night about responding versus reacting. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all. That's the end of that story. Oh, I just okay. <laughs> it was interesting. It's interesting that it's been coming up so much. I've yeah, been I think it is. I've been um realizing sort of what my gooey nougat center is made of and mm. uh in the process of doing that I'm learning a lot of uh skills and but also like patterns like really <laughs> not great patterns that I have. I've been finding a lot of like not great patterns of behaviors and thoughts. And the way that I've gotten around doing that is reframing. Mm -hmm. And so the concept of reframing has been coming up every single day for the last two weeks, which does not surprise me at all because I've also realized that my prime drive besides like caring for others is Mm storytelling And it's become, like, the hugest part of my life. I actually just decided to DM my first one-shot for D&D. And I'm really excited about it. But storytelling has, like, become completely saturated every single part of my life. And so much of our reality and the way we interact with it is the stories we tell about it. So, well, when you're casting your binding spells, what is the story that you're telling? What are mm -hmm. you... What kind of world building are you doing? What kind of environment are you Mm -hmm. trying to create? And who, just like with any story, who's telling it, who's in it, who's not in it, and who benefits from the story being told? Right. Those are all important to storytelling, but they're also wildly important to spell work, particularly, I think, binding spells.
1: Well, and I just want to touch on your ref- reframing is something I've been practicing for 20 years. It's a lot. It's part of, it is. It's part of my spiritual hygiene is is that when I sit down and do things. I do it absolutely every single day. I do it in my journal in the morning. I do it in my journal at night. I'm not always successful. I still get you know, angry, and I have to go, okay, it's time to reframe this. I just did it on Instagram, actually, Mm -hmm. taking a quote from Abraham Hicks and creating some affirmations. So I think reframing is absolutely one of the essential parts of storytelling and the essential parts of doing any spell work, not just binding. But yes, it is especially useful in binding. I really, I really like the fact that you brought up reframing. I think it's just so important, the storytelling and all of the stuff that we are talking about when it comes to that creation and manifesting and how important storytelling is. And I love, I love focusing on remembering who's telling the story and who it benefits. Those are like the two most important out of that big storytelling list that just like really hit me every single time. Me too, me too. Wait. How do I do this binding thing? How do you do a binding spell, everybody? How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, I've only ever done, I think, three ever. OK, in my whole life. I'll chat, and why don't you pop in? OK. But let's not it become the Detta show.
0: No. I mean, I love the Detta show.
1: I would definitely buy tickets <laughs> to the Detta show. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Corey. So you want to write the negative action or a picture of the person? Or a poppet of the person. There are so many different ways that you can bind. So if you are binding their actions, mm-hmm. binding the negative action is a really great way. And then I also always include a picture of the person if I have one. Or a representation of what I feel is attacking me and needs to be bound. I have not as you know worked with puppets, but I know a lot of people ha- have and I'm this is where I'm going to bring up hex twist again she has some amazing spells in there and I am going to tell you what one of them is that specifically deals with uh, one you need to read it this is just to give you a flavor of what you will find because this is out of context so please know that Only in the case of someone I consider truly dangerous do I add the compelling paraphrasing. And she's already told us the spell that she's using. And this is what she adds on when she feels that somebody's dangerous. I bind you from taking action against me or against those you might choose to harm. She has some really wonderfully powerful stuff in here. And she does talk about poppets. She also talks about how she uses poppets in relationship to binding. Uh, And she also does that thing that we were chatting about earlier, all the different categories of binding you can do. You can bind out, you can bind a situation. The work situation is one that I talked about, and she has a great example in here of that as well. But then she has all these different types of situations that you can, binding a situation. A freezing spell, which is similar, but not exactly the same. She talks about the fact that you can reverse a... Uh, hex that you've cast or a bind that you've cast or that you can also break one on you. And that was one of the next things I want to talk about. I so please help me remember that I want to talk about other people's magic. Okay OPM. OPM. I want to talk about that but not until I get through other ways that you can do it. What works for you? what can you bind it to? Can you put it in something like a jar? I think you can. Can you tie it to a tree? Only if you ask the tree. Can you ask a god or a goddess to take that on? Yes, you can, but you better have a relationship with them and you need to talk to them and they might give you another suggestion. Can you tie it to water? Water is a little bit tricky for me, but I know some people do it. I don't think I would. (laughs) Because it flows, but part of it is you've bound it and then you've gotten it out of your area so sometimes you bind an object up and you send it down a river or you send throw it in the ocean the problem with the ocean is that if you don't go out far enough it can come back so just fyi some of the things that i've used in my bindings i I've, i know this is going to shock everybody i use herbs in my <laughs> binding what? i know Calamus is really good. Please know that it is poisonous. And Scott Cunningham talks about that. Wisteria is a UPG. I like the vines that I have to cut off because they are so invasive. I love wisteria. But oh my goodness, they're thin and they're malleable and they can strangle things. So they can strangle and tie and stop something from moving any further forward. So you're, you're not strangling a person. I have strangled off the action. And given it no place to go except back to the person who's trying to send it. Ivy does the same thing. I don't do grapevines because I associate that with Dionysus. And I really like grape juice and that other kind of grape juice that makes me happy. So so again, that pleasure factor that I was talking about, that's why I don't use grapevines. But you might. Cleavers, not the kind that you hack with. Cleavers are, if you look it up, it's gallium. A perium. It's a plant. You know those sticky plants it yeah. or the plants that have burrs on them yeah. because they stick. So using those, and especially since a lot of times we have to remove them from places anyway, thanking them for being there and then using them is really, I think, a great way to honor them. I think I already talked about how breath is tricky. It's too intimate. So now I'm going to talk about the fae and my garden and plants. Okay. So I'm going back to that plot that is outside my house of all this dirt that I've put bricks around, you know, those uh, gray concretey bricks.
0: The big, yeah. Yeah. Landscaping brick.
1: Landscaping brick. Exactly. And sometimes you use them for walls and fences and stuff. Well, I surrounded the dirt that was out there and all these things are going in. And one of the things, I kept going out, and it was just so beautiful. And I was like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen you before. You are gorgeous. And, and, and Tammy went by and went, so what's that weed? <laughs> and it, I had thought at first it was clover, and it wasn't. I finally looked it up, and it told me all these other things, and the pictures didn't look like it. I love PlantNet the app but sometimes it doesn't work very well
0: sometimes it does not work very well
1: (laughs) and I was doing research for this and went to Scott Cunningham and lo and behold I found plantain it has this fuzzy head this long stem and these big broad leaves that come off at the base so it's a tall it's almost like if you can picture a cattail it kind of looks like that except it's not solid it's it's open. It's It looks like cloverish, but it's long and cylinder okay. like that. Do you mean plantain like the fruit, the plantain? No, okay. that's what I kept every time I kept seeing plantain. that's It's spelled, the, I think it's spelled the same. It's P-L-A-N-T-A-I-N. Yeah. And if you go to Scott Cunningham and look that up, you'll find a great picture of it. It's magical uses is that you can bind the plantain with red wool to the head to cure headaches and place beneath feet to remove weariness. It's also hung in your car to guard against intrusion of evil spirits. A piece of the root in the pocket protects its bearer from snake bites, supposedly. I would not, I would not trust only that yeah. just FYI. That sounds yeah. like some pliny uh, yeah. the elder stuff. The, the, yeah, that's that's some folklore stuff there. But the other place that it's used for protection and binding is to keep people out of your space when it grows on your property. I didn't plant this. Now I've been asking for protection. I've had so many plants pop up this year that have never been here before. So that sticky plant which I have known about, is in my backyard. It is prolific along the shed right now. And I haven't pulled it because the raccoons have been back there. Sure. And it is, we also got all these other burry things. And I'm about to do a ton of more binding magic other than with my wisteria.
0: Well, it sounds like you've got a garden designed for it right now.
1: Yeah. One of the most important things and one of the hardest things for me to do in spell work is to do it and forget about it. Mm. I don't have a hard time doing that with protection magic. I can do it and then I let it go. I had put out to the universe and to my goddesses and in my meditations, I really want to get better at binding and hexing and doing it properly with without it turning back on the people that I want to protect. Sure. And myself. I feel like I need some guidance. That's when the face started showing up. That's when the bluebells showed up. That's when all these plants started showing up, and and it's my specialty. So I mean, it's my really passion and drive. So it's like the goddess is going, yeah, you know how to do this shit. You know this, and here are these helpers. Now go do your work. And I've had the Morrigan tell me uh, the Morrigan tell me over and over again the last three weeks. You got to do your work. You got to keep doing your work. Got to keep doing it. And it's been hard because a lot of my work, though, has been uh, you can't obsess. You have to find joy. You have to keep celebrating. Mm -hmm. You have to. So I'm that's a lot of the stuff I'm also trying to put out there and do on Instagram and Patreon and stuff is encouraging people to look for the solution. Mm -hmm. Fixate on the solution. How do we solve this? Don't fixate on the problem. I think binding and. Banishing and blessings are all part of that.
0: Findings and banishings and blessings. Oh, my. Oh, my.
1: Oh, and the other tree gums have not shown up in my life. I'm just going to put this as a resource and go check it out. It's really interesting. It's an interesting plant that I didn't know much about. And if you just type it in, you won't find the plant uh, unless you write plant. It's very interesting. And we've already talked a lot. So... I'm not going to go deep into tree it. Tree gums sounds like sap. It is sap from different resins of trees or sometimes the same tree that they turn into a gummy-like thing that's really actually I guess very good for our health, but weirdly enough is used in magic for binding things and getting
0: I mean tree resin was used in mummification. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's yep. binding
1: that's it binding. is it is binding. Be careful if you choose to do this. You know, not to yeah. scare anybody. I don't.
0: But it's something I think you do got to really get right with yourself about. As with anything, your intention is really important.
1: On on that no. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I should say I like I I play pretty fast and fancy free with my energy because I am a millennial and the deep-seated vibe in my brain is nothing good is ever going to happen again which is like obviously I know like good things are going to happen again but it's like it is deep in my bones and DNA that the end of the world is coming even if I know logically that's not true but like the the vibe is very much like well I was told since I was a child that I'm going to die either in a terrorist attack or a nuclear attack or a mugging or a shooting or a whatever. So I give of my energy in a way that's like, I don't ever expect to see that again.
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
0: It's also how I spend my money. That's also, that's why every time you and I have a conversation yeah. about money when it comes to the podcast, I'm like, I don't know. I already spent it. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and you're like you get it back and i'm like no it's i spent it it's fine that's how i feel kind of about my energy too and there are times when i try to be more careful mm-hmm. but like the working i did on wednesday i definitely was like take this and whatever you need to make it work
1: wow I was more specific right. than that. but you but don't don't not, share with not us. Not a lot. Yeah, no, no, no. Not a lot more yeah. specific than that. Well, I think, actually, I wonder if this is an American trait or uh, several cultures, because I grew up thinking I was going to die for two reasons, and that I was going to see the end of the world. One, because of nuclear war, and we were in the middle right. of the Cold War, and we did nuclear war drills, and this was in the 70s, and late 70s and 80s. And the other yeah. reason was, is, and I'm sure a lot of other born-again evangelistic... The rapture the Get rapture was going to be real, and, and, and now they're working really hard to make it real, and I do not believe that was the prophet's intent. Yeah. So I can understand that. And with climate change, I know a lot of people are working really hard. This is what my Shaw woman tells me, that I find both comforting and upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> the world is going to change. It is, we are going to see it, and we might lose my big thing at the time, every time I talked to her, was the orca whales. I just, I can't imagine a world without orcas in it. I just breaks my heart. And we've lost so many species. And she said, and you know what, a lot of humans might go away. And hopefully when things rebuild, it'll be better for it. And they will have learned lessons and hopefully taken them with them. So that's, I hang on to the fact that as a human species that I hope we evolve. And I was just talking to Conowan and Corey about this is that I don't want to die. 50 is not that old. (laughs) But I'm at a place in my life where I'm ready to defend my values and all of you that are your age, and let you, you know, go i've been fighting my generation for a long time half of my generation has been fighting the other half of my generation who happen to be in power right now for a very long time and we are tired and it's just frustrating so
0: yeah and i want to be like so clear it's not that i'm
1: hopeless yeah no me either me either
0: what i what i take away from that feeling is well the risks i might as well take i
1: yeah you know, that's and how that's, I'm feeling and
0: obviously like in a in a in a way that makes you feel, you know, protected and, and, yes. and as safe as you can be or whatever. But like there are some risks that are just going to have to be like, yeah, these are risks that I'm I'm surprised I'm 34. So like I might as well <laughs> take the risk now.
1: Oh, wow. Here's so. here's the last thing I want to say that I and you may have more, Corey. This is the last thing I want to say about magic and binding, because I know some people have been very frustrated, I being one of them, about I'm going to be political, I'm, I'm going to use political as an example, but I promise you it can apply to any binding that you need to do. So when Brett Kavanaugh was finally put into SCOTUS, I cried for days because I had done some of the most powerful magic I have ever done in my life, and I felt it. I felt it. Yeah. Same with Amy. Uh, Comey, whatever her name is. Uh,
0: Her name's not worth remembering. Yeah.
1: Neither of them are really. And they lied on the stand. And we all we knew that when it was happening. And again, felt like I'd done really powerful magic and it didn't work. In my opinion it didn't work or maybe it did and i just don't see the big plan that is one thing that we need to keep in mind sometimes we aren't always seeing the big plan and maybe it is working secondly yeah the jedi the jedi thought
0: that anakin was going to bring balance to the force and initially they didn't end up happening because he turned into vader but Mm. eventually he did his you know his children right brought balance to the force right
1: right and that's why that sometimes it's a long game sometimes it is (laughs) and and that was that's my next thing they they and i'm sorry to do the they and us thing y'all we're all human beings and i wish we could (sighs) love and respect each other in a way that being
0: served back across the net it's
1: not being served back and that's why it's way not, and I've and I've tried. I went the love route for a long time, and I'll tell you the thing that really broke me is when Courtney Weber was on, um, and and I really struggled with this after she said it because I knew it was true. I just didn't want to take it. Love doesn't work for everything. I want it to, and I've never yeah. been an all light witch anyway, don't get me wrong, but it's my first go to usually is, yeah, let's try to love this out. Let's try to, let's try to give them the help that they need. Let's try to yeah. give them the love that they need. I actually tried loving Donald Trump out of being such a fucking asshole, you know, and, and it just, it, it's not, it's not being served. They just want to kill us. So many of them just want to kill us. And they don't think we have the right to exist. And that's not acceptable. Nope. And on that note, they've been playing the long game, back to the they. Diana has a great hex, binding hex, binding in her book, Hex Twisting, that deals with taking their magic, a page from the Bible, and binding it so they can do no harm with their magic. So that their magic doesn't touch you. Can they do that to us? Well, everybody, this is why I'm so careful about what I share out there so that not everybody knows every single one of my spell ingredients. Yeah. And so it cannot be targeted. But the Bible's there. And it's pretty clear. And if you grew up like me, you know it really well. So go to a used bookstore, grab a Bible, because you're, and go buy hex twisting or get it from the library uh you can't do that with the bible you're going to get because you're going to destroy parts of it or write on it or take a picture of it or you know she has some offerings in there but other people's magic is really powerful and i've always believed in and grown up with uh, the magic i've seen it in tent revivals i've seen it in church It's just its intention was, in my opinion now, very skewed, but Mm -hmm. it's powerful. And I love the fact that Diana says in that particular section, if you don't believe that Christian magic is real, you are that is a folly. You will fail because it is and it's powerful. And I'm not talking the Christians who are loving and actually do what Christ says. (laughs) I'm talking about the um, ones who twist it and make it ugly and hateful. And painful and oppressive. And that is it, everybody. That's what I have to say about binding.
0: <laughs> there you go. When I was doing research for this episode, like half of the links I found when until I like narrowed my search, half of them were like, which is uh all over the world doing binding magic against Donald Trump and doing binding magic against such and such. And I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense that that's what I'm finding. I wish I could find other stuff right now
1: because this is great but not ultimately helpful for me. I need to give you Hex Twisting. I just bought it for myself, so I need to give you the copy that Oh, okay. Yeah, that they sent us. Yeah, and but I want you to have it because okay. because it's really powerful, everyone. So well, I think it you. will help you a lot. And and again, what are the first steps you take before you hex or bind? Protection. Protection. Mm-hmm protection
0: that's why i used my sword with my working on wednesday Mm,
1: nice that's all i got do you want to send up some sparks i would love to send up some yeah let's go to a happy place everybody great let's do it well Well, okay or not (laughs) a hopeful place all right here we are at the hopeful place
0: the hopeful place what's your spark
1: my spark this week is black tourmaline.
0: Oh, Tur- tourmaline,
1: tourmaline! I, love I black always termaline. say, "Oh, I t- so love it." It keeps. You know how we say we have tarot stalker cards? Yeah, yeah. I have
0: <laughs> freaking tarot cards.
1: Yeah, my God. I know, right? I have this crystal that has been showing up absolutely. Everywhere in my life, as has St. John's Wort, as a matter of fact, uh, mm. in everything. And on the black tourmaline card, radiant crystal deck that I have mm-hmm. from Boucher, oh, which I just love. So beautiful. It, the correspondence for black tourmaline is St. John's Wort. Huh. It's herbal correspondence. I know. And I was just like, OK. Wow. All right. So let's, let's talk just a little bit about okay. it. TerraVara. And this is the only thing I know about this website, and I just happen to love this because it covers so much of the health aspects of tourmaline and the magical and the uh, folklore. It just has a lot, and history. Okay. And how to choose your black tourmaline and how to cleanse your black. I mean, it's just a great site. So I'm excited to search this site because I've had this in my life a lot but a lot of jewelry that has come to me lately a lot of (laughs) pulling cards that have come to me lately a lot of discussions this has come up I want to run you by a couple of the magical properties it is possibly the best stone one can have for grounding protection removing negativity grounding is the practice of sending your energy back to the earth we know that it's a fantastic stone for keeping common in the house we actually buried it in the foundation of our concrete when we added on to our house when we moved here nice and so it's actually i won't tell you where but it's there i also use it a lot for protection around the house and around me and in the house i wear it it's great for guarding against it is really beautiful and it's great for guarding against energy vampires and psychic attacks and people who want to cause you harm like a huge group of people who might be sending you hatred. I love that. One more spark the stone fairy, or a place that you already go to get your stones. I really highly, highly recommend them.
0: Nice. What is your spark? Did what? you stop by the crystal booth at the fair yesterday?
1: I didn't end up going to the fair. <gasps> the ki- they, they did. They went. I ended up staying. Again, back to the nightmare situation in my house that I haven't been sleeping because of. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was just so tired, and yeah. they m- the my kids brought their doggy over, and it's a lab and it's almost two, and I I wanted some doggy
0: time. Absolutely. I did not purchase anything from the crystal stand because I don't know what their practices are. But do you know what they're called? Nope. Okay. Forgot. I have no object permanence. I apologize. No, that's okay. I did I did do the ooh, sh- shinies. Mm. The shinies <laughs> over there, uh, which is impossible for me to completely resist. Mm-hmm. I did do a really slow, like, rubbernecking, like, walk by.
1: Hard not to. But I didn't buy anything. It is my favorite (laughs) festival, and it's one I've been looking forward to going back to since COVID. It's fun. I love it. What is your spark? (laughs) My spark. My spark is a podcast,
0: uh, and its corresponding website. Okay. The podcast is called Native Hope Podcast, and it is focused on... Elevating Stories of Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Peoples. And that's across the United States and Canada. So please go to their website, A Native Hope. Uh, If you want to support them by listening to the podcast, reading the blog, signing up for the newsletter, which I have done. If you want to support them monetarily, there's a donate button. They're already in our link tree. I just recently was listening to the most recent episode and i just got mad but also like fired up and mm-hmm. just please and also the most recent episode this last week they did an interview with natalie and Derricka wilson from black and missing so that's another foundation okay. that you should definitely look into so a native hope and black and missing foundation excellent excellent work being done for black missing people whose stories are not shared via the media as they ought to be. So please check those two things out. find our find our folks, help to find our folks, help to get justice for those families. And uh, yeah, yeah, black and missing it's an incredible foundation. Uh, they recently got a show where they could like they they are getting like media, partners so that they can actually elevate these stories in a way that is meaningful
1: that in the our world tree. might suck <laughs> a lot of the time yeah. but there
0: are people doing work and you can help
1: focus on the solutions focus on joy remember that joy and celebration is the biggest act of revolution that you can practice creating art creating stories telling stories breathing deeply and connecting with spirit is a huge act of rebellion because that's what they don't want you to be doing because they know how powerful it is well what an episode let's take what is useful to you and leave the rest at least
0: at least nobody can ever do that thing where they're like i like bonfire babble before they got all political
1: because we've been that way <laughs> This is true. I have seen that on other (laughs) ones. We're
0: like, although if people can misunderstand, rage against the machine for so long. Hey, how about bind yourself to a pleasant sensory experience? Oh, yes. Bind yourself to your own happiness.
1: Bind yourself to your own joy. Bind yourself to your own love. Your love for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of things you can do, everyone. There are lots of things. (sighs) So staying hopeful until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast.
1: You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com.
0: If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341 Seattle, Washington 98116.
1: And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com.
0: Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify or
1: wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah. And if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe.
0: We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life giving energy they
1: provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.